0: And when I looked closer, there was a a Sasquatch face on the other side, and it was looking right
1: back in at us. Staring back at me is a silhouette of a very, very giant monkey. An intriguing discovery is being investigated in a community east of Seattle. Someone came across a lengthy trail of extremely large footprints.
0: They are up there.
1: Welcome everyone. You've tuned into the Nicola Valley Bigfoot podcast, a place where your encounters are told. To share your encounter and to be on the show, email me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. Now sit back and enjoy the show.
2: Hello, my name is Claudia Ackley, and thank you so much, Sheldon, for having me on your show. I'm honored. Um, And I would like to say thank you to all of you listening to my story um, that are taking your time away from your family and stuff to listen to this encounter, and I appreciate that um, tremendously. Um, What happened was when my daughters were younger, um, she came up to me after school one day and she said, did you know that Bigfoots are real? And I kind of laughed and said, no, sweetie, they're not like, they're not real. There, it's kind of a mess. And she's like, well, what's the mess? And I told her what that was. And she goes, well, have you researched it? And this is like a kid talking. And I thought that was kind of funny, you know? And I thought, no, I haven't researched it. And she goes, well, you should. <laughs> so uh what happened was after she went to school one day, I had some time on my hands. So I got on um YouTube and put in like, you know, Bigfoot and stuff. And then I started watching people's channels and I was introduced on YouTube to this woman. Her name is Barbara Shoop. It's Barb and Gabby. And um, we ended up meeting and we started talking on YouTube at this point, messaging back and forth. And I was kind of fascinated by her story. And uh, she's had many encounters. She lives out in Washington State. And uh, she invited me to come out there. And I thought, you know what, this is really interesting. So um, I made a trip out there. And I had my first encounter after being there for four days. And it was pretty, it was, it's called a cloak video. Many, some of you might've heard of it. And uh, what happened was we were walking on a trail that day and uh, we were in the woods, you know, in Washington state. But one thing I told Barbara was when I go there, don't show me any structures, don't show me any footprints. I want to make sure, like, I want to see it for myself. I want to make sure they really do exist. So what happened was I would find footprints and structures on my own. And we went with a group of like seven people so we were walking on this path and she would she stopped us and she said you know every time i come right here on the spot my dog gabby stops and turns around and stares but very intently and i think there's something here so we said let's go to the left of the trail and it's kind of a little left and right it's like a fork in the road and we went and she showed us this tree that's been like kind of like smashed and twisted and and all of a sudden i felt this something in my head saying you're being watched and i've never felt that before um and i was kind of like looking around the woods and sure enough i see this creature with these black almond eyes he was about five feet tall he looked like an alien in the face with a chimpanzee body and he was holding one tree with like one arm and a long arm and as soon as we locked eyes like he jumped off the tree took two bipedal steps which is walking on two feet and then he went quadrupedal, which is on all four And took off and ran away from us and that was super shocking to me because i was like oh my gosh like they are real and i was expecting to see this big huge you know hairy creature that's like eight feet tall well you have to remember that some of them are babies they start as babies and they grow up just like we do so that was crazy but on her video camera because she was she has a youtube channel she was actually doing like a youtube like clip for her channel and in the, the the video, it it's like a predator. It comes out like like predator. But I could see him, like his flesh and blood, his hair. He had pink skin on his back when he was running away from us. His black almond eyes. And he was flesh and blood to me. So <clears throat> um, that day changed my life forever because I was like, oh, my gosh, they are real. And I was kind of in shock for, like, the next few days. Because when you do see one, it does change your life dramatically. Because you're told as your child, these the things aren't real. They're just a myth. I told my daughter, you know, these things aren't real, which I, I apologize to her about this. But what happened was I, when I got back home, it changed my life so drastically that I was in an unhealthy marriage for like 17 years. And uh, I decided to get divorced, not because of the Sasquatch, but I knew that life was too short and I wanted to experience like new things. And. My ex-husband told me, like, we have to stop this Bigfoot stuff. Like, I want nothing to do with it. But I was passionate about it. I wanted to learn more and more and more. It's almost like an addiction. I have got a Facebook account for the first time, and I started meeting other researchers and um, started going out with very high-end researchers like Adam Davies, um, Todd Standing, many, many people, great people. And some people that just have, like, little villages where they live in the woods, and I would go to see them. And I've been all over the country and all parts of the woods, land between the lakes, skinwalk, ranch, uh, Roswells, everything. And uh, I've been very blessed in that way. So um, what happened was I lived in California at that time. We lived in the city, but it's very expensive to live in California. So it's much cheaper to live in the mountains. Are you there, Sheldon? Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm here. I was actually just about to ask before we get it, get Get past yeah uh, your first encounter. I want to ask you about the the creature hanging from the tree. Now, did it yeah. make any noise at you or did it make any gestures towards you or did it just lock eyes and know, okay, it's time for me to go? It
2: looked like terrified that it's been spotted. Okay. Like, you know, when you walk in on someone, like if you like they're getting dressed and you kind of open the door on someone and you're like, oh, <gasps> shoot, like, you know, like, oh, no, like it's yeah. that we have the same kind of reaction to to each other. And as soon as, like, he knew that I was looking at him in the eyes, and I was, like, my mouth just opened, and I was frozen in fear. Because he's, like, five feet, but they're kind of built. They're like chimps. And uh, at that point, he had that look of fear, like, oh, no, she spotted me. And then when I start running away is when Barbara on the videotape, you could hear her say, did you guys see that? Like, you know what I mean? She saw him running away, but she didn't see him on the tree because she was talking about the tree that's been twisted. Uh But I was the one that was just at him. And there were seven witnesses there and I wasn't videotaping. She was with like, she had a, not, she had like a low quality type video camera back then. It was, I think, uh, 20, uh, 2014, I think was my first encounter. 9-11-2014 was my first encounter. So, okay, um, reception isn't the greatest there either too. So yeah he's out in the wilderness and know. when
1: it when it dropped to the ground and it dropped to all fours now I, i've never seen that myself so I, it's hard for me to kind of v- envision it you know could, i was wondering if you'd be able to just describe before we move on could you describe what that looked like and what was the motion like did it look like a crab or did it look like like a child walking on all fours you know how kids pretend to be animals and dogs and yeah. stuff and they run around the, the living room so does that what it looked like or what 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 would you compare Whoa. it to
2: when he first jumped off he landed on two feet and took two steps on his feet like like a human like if you land like you say you and i jumped off like something like five feet six feet maybe off the ground you, he jumped his knees bent but his knees were all bent and then he took two steps like humans and then he went on all four but then the upper half of his body was like kind of bigger than his lower part like i guess it would be like us humans trying to get on all fours running it's almost the same thing it was really weird it was just but he had long arms really long arms and i remember his fingernails being black he was only 75 feet away from us wow. so he was pretty close wow. so there was a I lot kinda of controversy
1: wanna, yeah. i, I kind of want to see that but at the same time i don't because that would kind of really really mess with me i think <laughs> you well, yeah, you know what cause i mean was, yeah because i i mean I, i've had a sighting myself but nothing compared to like yeah. compared to that so Wow. If
2: you guys look at Thinker Thunker, you know you guys know Thinker Thunker. Oh yeah, he of course. Yeah. Breakdowns. He did a Thinker Thunker on that bit on that video with like a size comparison. We we went the next day and I took like a thirteen and a half inch print of the creature. So and there was five toes, mid torso break, a heel, and I casted it and brought it home. It was like a dream come true for me that day because he was so heavy that he stepped in soft dirt and he left prints of his knuckles his his uh his feet when he jumped and landed on his two feet. So it was a really cool experience. Is that the one that you sent me? No, I have I forgot to send you that one. Oh, okay, so yeah, that I'd love to see so that.
1: Yeah, I definitely love to see yeah. that.
2: I'll send it to you though. I'll be happy to send it to you. Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. So let, let, let's move on. So what what happened after that? I mean, you you've had your so, first encounter and now you've you've kind of gotten into the Bigfoot world. What happened yeah. next?
2: So, you know, here I am now. I'm a single mom trying to, I was kind of struggling financially. It's it's hard. Worked in a hospital for almost 20 years with cancer patients and decided that, you know, I want to. We also have in California, it's very, we live near Hollywood and Los Angeles and it's very crazy there. Big buildings, it's like city, you know, like New York type thing. But I decided, let's move to the woods and we do have a beautiful area called Big Bear. It's the Big Bear area. And, um, I decided to move there just because it's a lot cheaper to live in the mountains and a lot more quieter for us. And I found a big house for a very, a very fair amount of price every month. And I moved in there with my daughters. So like, uh, two weeks went by and I, I, I uh, you know, when you first moved to a, a new area, I don't know if you guys have had this experience, but you don't even know where you're at or where you live or anything. So I had a Google to like, or to do like, uh, Google Maps to get my daughter's from school so I would Google my daughter's address for, for school from our house but somehow it would take me to the end of this trail every single like five times in a row and I'm like why am I why do I keep do I keep making the wrong turn why do I end up at this beginning of a trail and it's like it's very quiet there's like no, there's barely any people it's like not a a popular trail so I thought that was really strange well, one day, my daughters were with their father, and I decided to go and check out the trail, and I went on this trail. I parked in my car, and I got out of the car. It's only like two minutes from my house. So the first thing I noticed on this trail when I was alone was there's three trees blocking the trail, huge trees. And, I mean, California has some gigantic like the redwoods, the big ones. Yeah. And these trees, were they were alive. And I'm like, we haven't had wind or snow or, you know, it's like in a – you know, it's – it's like it's I don't know what where these trees like have fallen, and they're all in the same direction, falling in the same direction, blocking the path of the trail, so I have to like walk around the, go up like a mountain to go back on the trail just because you can't go you, you have to jump over the tree to to be on the path if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but and then you know I didn't notice any dens like of bears or we do have bears up there, and didn't notice anything dangerous, and it was beautiful, so a couple of days go by, and I my daughters were with me. And they finished their homework, and I don't want them on their tablets and their iPhones and blah, 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 so much. that I said to them, you know, we're here in nature now. Do you guys want to go on a hike? And they're like, yeah. They're, we're not used to going camping, and we're not like a camper family. We never have been. So they were like, they were really excited, and they did their homework. We had dinner. At this time, it's around 6.30 p.m. So I just got my, phone, my daughter an iPhone 5, and uh, she's a teenager. At this, She was 14 at the time. So, of course, we get on the trail. My little one is she's eleven years old. she's in the front of the trail. My teenage daughter's in the middle of the trail, and she's fourteen and I'm here in the back of the trail, being a single mom, walking with a bear spray, my cell phone in my hand, just in case there's an emergency so um you know i they they went over the first tree that's been blocking the trail. They were climbing it like little monkeys, and they were having a good time my My daughter was like skipping, and my daughter was videotaping also like the terrain, like on the sides of us, on each side of the trail, and uh, it's very thick there, so anything can really hide there, and I told them before we got there, watch out for for mountain lions because they jump off trees, they can get you from the back, so please be very careful, and then, sorry, but I have a cat that's constantly meowing, (laughs) so (laughs) uh, what happened was um, the the third tree that we finally passed, there's a curve, and at that point, I see my daughter skipping. She goes on the curve and she she's frozen and she puts her hands down and she looks left to right, and I'm thinking like, oh no! In my heart, I know she's seeing something. Well, my teenage daughter at that moment, I was taking a picture of my teenage daughter. She's posing for the camera, and she has a stick in her hand. And my dog is frozen as well. And I have that picture. And at that point, I'm I I go, okay, let's 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 keep walking. So all of a sudden, my teenage daughter now is with my youngest daughter, and now she's frozen completely in fear. So in my heart as a mom, I knew there's a bear in front of them. I got to protect my kids. That's why in my head, I'm thinking bear. I don't know why. But what happened was I start running as fast as I could. I jump over the tree. I take the safety harness off the bear spray to get it ready to squirt, you know, some bear spray on this bear. And all of a sudden, there's a gigantic Sasquatch, and he was very big. And um, I run in front of my daughters, and I walk 20 feet in front of them, and I was kind of in a – like a trance, like in shock because I could not believe what was happening because here I go all over the country looking for them. The last encounter I had was 9-11-2014 with Barbara, and here I'm alone with my kids, and I have a huge encounter with a male Sasquatch species, the big one. you know. So um, yeah. I walk in front of him. And then all of a sudden, I look at him and I put my hands out and I said, we come in peace. Not that I think they understand English, I just said that. Maybe to kind of ease my own, like, adrenaline. And there's so much that goes to your mind when you're looking at one, especially during the day and it's getting dark. Like, I told my daughters, like, we have to kind of hurry because it's getting dark. So, like, their face is gray. And then the second thing you think right away is, oh my gosh, he's so big. Oh my gosh, he's so hairy. Like, Oh my gosh, is he gonna eat us. Like there's all these things that go through your mind within seconds of the encounter. So what happened was uh he, he moved his head on the camera. At this point, my daughter that's behind me, my 14 year old, grabs her iPhone and she snaps she she does Snapchat and um she videotapes it for like ten seconds twice. So on on the video you could hear my daughter saying, like, the little one says, Mommy, I wanna go home now. And then I, my teenage daughter, um, I say like, "Is it by the tree?" That's when she starts videotaping it. She said yes, and she goes, "Mom, like I swear to God." And she doesn't say things like that. My daughter, you know, could hear her breathing heavy, like she's scared, and she keeps saying, "Mom, mom," like she does. She doesn't know yeah. what to do. Yeah, I actually so watched. That,
1: the, I, I watched the video. It was yeah. Yeah, you
2: could you could you, you could, you could, you could sit. You could hear their fear. You, you, you could know? hear
1: it in their voice, definitely.
2: Yeah, you could hear it in your voice. So. I'm looking at him, and he starts looking at my kids, my daughters. And at that point, I'm, the mama bear comes out of me, and I don't, I'm thinking, I don't care how big and strong you are, like you're not going to get near my kids. And I I'm not. I'm not going to win, but you won't get near my kids. you not know I was there. And uh, <laughs> at that point, he starts to rock back and forth, like, and it starts to go faster. So at that point, I told my daughters, please, like, hold hands, do not run, and start walking back to the car. Don't run. Don't run. So at that point you know they turn around and my little one starts to kind of run and i told her please stop like don't run please don't make it hard! <laughs> don't make it hard so um i start backing up but looking at the creature with eye contact kind of because i was in shock you know and finally i start turning around and we start walking as fast as we could back to the car and i have to tell you that i've never been so happy to see um my car <laughs> and as soon as we got in the car my daughter, like my youngest one, she like she peed her pants because she was so scared. My oldest daughter, she locks the doors on the car, and she's like, mom let's go, let's go, let." Like she like it was like a horror movie, like you know when you turn on the car and you the speed off. And I said, "Hold on a second I said, "What did we just see?" Because I didn't want to say the word Sasquatch because I I was in shock. And then my my oldest daughter goes a big Neanderthal man with a lot of hair, big. And then um, my youngest daughter goes. Well, when the two of them ran in front of me, it looked like there was a mom and, like, a younger one, and he ran behind the big one on the tree.
0: Oh. And then
2: I saw somebody, like, slap me, kick me, and punch me in the stomach at the same time. And I go, what? <laughs> like, what did you say? And she goes, well, there was two of them that ran right in front of me. And he kind of lunged at me. He, like, lunged at me. And the one behind it wasn't, didn't even look at me, but it was running behind the one in front. And she said the weird thing was he the the one in the front was looking at me as it was running forward behind the big eye, and I was thinking in my head like when you and I run, Sheldon, we always look at the next step where we're we're gonna like put our foot, and they're so stealthy that they can run without even looking to see like if they're gonna trip over like a stump or a rock or you know it was it was amazing to me, but uh the way she she got interviewed, and the way, like my daughter explained how it was walking, it was just like the Patterson's foot, like you know, with the hands how they go up and down. Like it's, yeah. she just imitated them so perfect. She's eleven, like she's not into this, you know. And then um, at that point, my kids have had a hard time. Um, had to sleep with like the lights on. Wanted to move away from the woods immediately. Didn't want anything to do with the woods. They, it was kind of traumatizing for them. For me, it wasn't because it wasn't my first encounter. And then my oldest daughter goes. I want nothing to do with them ever again. And I said, why? I said, maybe this is like a blessing that we had this encounter. And she said to me, Mom, she said, I think they're demonic. And I said, you can't judge something by being, well, it didn't look nice. I said, but how many people have you met? (laughs) I'm trying to like convince her, you know, that some people that don't look friendly are really friendly. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, basically. So what happened was, I was thinking in my head, like, what can I do? What can I do? So, um, I, sorry about my cat. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't know if you can hear it or not, but it's annoying. Okay. <laughs> so what happened was a week went by and I thought, you know what, I got to do something about it. So I called the fishing game. But at first when I make this phone call, I was recording the entire conversation. And first of all, when you first think about making a phone call, you don't know who to call. So do you call 911? Do you call fishing game? Do you call the forest service? I don't know because there's no such, such thing as Sasquatch in parentheses, right? So I just called a non-emergency like sheriff's line, and I said, "Hi, I like to report a Sasquatch." And the lady goes like, "Um, a what? A Sasquatch? I like to report a Sasquatch. Who do I call?" She goes, "Well, I don't get many of these phone calls, but..." what's your phone number? And I'll have somebody call you back right away. I'll find out what department to to refer you to. I said, okay, fair enough. So within like two minutes, my phone rings, my cell phone, and I'm having everything recorded. So the lady calls me and she says like, hi, she goes, I'm from the forest service. And she said, you had an encounter with a Sasquatch. I said, I sure did. I said, it's on video. We have a 22 inch footprint from a big, a big one that was there. And there was supposedly three that showed themselves and my dog witnesses and I didn't videotape it <clears throat> and I'm I'm really concerned for the, the the public and she goes oh I'm on my way to your house And I said okay what's your address so I gave her my address within like five minutes she arrived at my house so she comes very professional you know very kind she was very very nice I was very professional back to her shook her hand invited her into my home and I said look like I'm not crazy I'll do a lie detector test a drug test, whatever you want me to do. You could talk to my daughters. I said this is serious. Like this is I'm concerned for the public. They're very 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 big and you know they get all these people that are going like disappearing and they're called crazy and I said it's it's not right. So she goes, I think you saw it. Oh no, she said to me um well my supervisor's here and he wants to hear your story. So she's like I'm going to message him everything you're telling me and we'll we'll see what he says. I said, okay, that's fine. So she gets on her cell phone and she's texting him. So of course he responds back and then she like looks at her phone, looks at me in the eyes and she says to me, we think you saw a bear. And I go, Oh no, sweetie. I know what a bear looks like. We have them in our backyard, like every trash night. Oh no, we have, we're not afraid of bears. This was no bear. It had no snout. I said it had shoulders. Bears don't have shoulders. know I said I saw his his fingers he was scratching his face in the video and I said I I know what I saw and my daughters are tremendously affected by it two of them ran in front of my daughters like humans like bipedal and I said and she said well I said it was also like in a red color it wasn't like a black bear and she said well we did have we do have a zoo here and a couple years ago when orangutan got lost maybe you saw the orangutan and I said, well, it was big like an orangutan, but it wasn't an orangutan. And there was three of them. Did you, get, did you lose three of them? <laughs> you know what I mean? And she says to me, I'm really sorry. Here's a pamphlet. And she hands me this, like, how to protect yourself against bears. I go, I don't need this pamphlet. Do you have a Sasquatch pamphlet on how to protect yourself against Sasquatch? And she, she looked I was like crazy. And I said, look, like, I'll take a lot detector test, a drug test. If you could talk to my daughters. Again, I reassured her. Like, I know what we saw. And she said, well, she's like, you know, thank you for calling us. We'll we'll check it out. She didn't even ask me the name of the trail. And I said, no, no, before you leave, I have some questions for you. You you said you're going to check it out, but you didn't even ask me, like, where the trail is. So where would you check? But that means you're not going to check. And then she she got quiet. And then I said, okay, it's called old old blah, 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 you know, the, the trail. And then I said to her, I said, let me ask you some questions. Has anybody ever been hurt on that trail and she said yes I said oh like what happened there and she said well a bunch of Boy Scout kids came and did their badges they you know they have to go do their badges where they hike a certain amount or tie ropes and um, one of the kids brought food into the tent when he was told not to and in the middle of the night a bear got into his tent and hurt him and this is how she said it to me very 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 badly and I said, "Really? I'm like, are you sure it was a bear?" And then she, said and she just kind of like smirked her shoulders at me. And um, I said, "You know, this is like really important to me because my kids have been affected. My innocence of my children were taken that day." And I said, "I understand you work for the government and you're told totally, me you're doing what your boss is telling you to do, but ethics is also really important. I work with cancer patients." And I said, "I understand that you have a job and you have to feed your family, but there is ethics." And I said, this is wrong. And I said, I'm going to change things because I don't want someone else to make a phone call to complain about what they saw. Or not even complain, but to share it with you guys. And you guys are basically saying that they're crazy they saw a bear yeah. or or whatever.
1: Well, why do you think so, that they, they really wanted you to believe that it was a bear?
2: Well, you know, the funny thing is, before I answer that, about a month before me, 20 miles from my house, there was another sighting of a kid. That worked for the YMCA. It's on the news everywhere, and he videotaped a, a supposed chimpanzee—is what they called them—swinging from tree to tree, and we know it wasn't a chimpanzee. It was the same supervisor that told me it saw a bear. So it's because the government doesn't want whatever they can't control. I believe they won't acknowledge. To be honest with you, Sheldon. Oh, okay. Whatever the government can't control, they just won't acknowledge it. So. So.
1: Before we move on, though, I, I want to ask about um, and. Uh, Hopefully, I'm not getting too too personal here, but what did your daughter what what did your daughter describe these the other two as? Because you only seen the one.
2: I only saw the male alpha. Yeah, she said that the younger one in the back had his hair completely spiked up, which is very like weird. So like, she said like, and I go, well, she did a sketch art. We had a specialist come in and do a sketch art, like artist, and um. And he did every every all of us separately because he wanted to get the same effect of what we saw. And she said that the one that ran in front of her, he was younger and smaller. And the other one that was looking with a dirty look, she said, was, like, bigger. And we think that was the mother and, like, maybe the son and then the dad. We think it's, like, a family that lives up yeah. there.
1: I, I was going to actually so. ask. if it, it sounds like you, you kind of ran into another family unit of your own, you know, as they were yeah. kind of in the wilderness doing their own thing. And and. <laughs>
2: they were hiking too that day i guess right
1: <laughs> yeah let, let me ask it, that
2: and... big tree blocking the
0: trail you know
1: <laughs> let me ask did you was it michael montoya that you got in touch with
0: yes it okay. is michael montoya Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, i've spoken with him he's a great guy i i, I love his guy. his pictures that he draw. he's he got such a talent for for drawing these creatures and it's it, he's so it's talented so and he came to the house yeah.
2: and he actually interviewed my daughter and stuff, and there's a on his channel, Michael Montoya. It's called a drawing of Bigfoot, Michael Montoya. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he's been on the show. He has part too. but he explains what he talked about my daughter with and how she explained everything, and how you know she was just very nervous and and she did a sketch art with all three of them, I guess, and it was kind of cool to have yeah. that. So
1: did did the male did the male make any other gestures or like besides the rocking side to side did it make any other gestures or motions towards you or was it yeah or or was it more of a okay what kind of uh, motions did it make towards you
2: well at first like i got there and i started walking up to it and in my head which is weird in my head as i was in shock walking up to it and i don't know why i did that because usually i would just freeze too like with my daughters but i have to think like I have my kids here, I gotta be responsible. I'm a mother. Like and I started walking up to it and it gave me this dirty look. Like like it was angry. It had a face of anger. Not like it didn't like yell at me or scream or anything like that, but it just gave me this look like and then in my head it said, Don't get any closer. And I don't talk to myself like that. I would say, Oh, I better not get any closer in my head. But something said in my head, Don't get any closer. And I thought that was really weird. I just after I thought about everything happening. So um, the other gesture he did is he started scratching his face. You could see it on, like, another video. My daughter videotaped it twice, and on one part he's scratching his face and he had black fingernails, again, black fingernails. And then I was thinking in my head, like, are they just really dirty because they don't take showers, or is his face really gray? Um, another gesture that he did was he struck at the end, back and forth. He looked down, and I think he was looking at his family to see where his family was at maybe. I don't. I have no clue. Then he starts to rock back and forth, left to right, left to right, and then it goes faster. It was like good and faster, and I felt like at that moment he was going to jump off the tree, and I was going to be in big, big trouble. So that's when I told my daughters, hold hands, turn around, and start walking back to the car.
1: Yeah, I think so. you. I think you would have been had you gotten any closer. I mean, to, I think so. to put it bluntly, I mean, like you said yourself, your, you know, mama bear came out when your kids were, were threatened, and and I think he was in the same, in the same boat as you. You know, maybe. If you got any closer, you know, he would have done something more more rash, so to speak. Probably. And so I, I think you guys, I think you did the good, the right thing by, by turning around and walking away. I think that's what yeah. probably saved you.
2: You know, like, uh, some people have mentioned to me, did you ever think that they were trying to ambush you? Because the trail goes like, you start at the beginning of the trail, and you kind of, it takes you like in a little, like, S type of a loop. Mm-hmm. And he's like thinking that you were at a curve and he could see us coming from like either direction and we were going from the other direction to where my car was at like from north to south so he could see us coming so it wasn't like we weren't being warned there's a part of me also in my head i thought does he think that we don't that we couldn't see him because he's like right there and when if you guys like look up the video you could see how big like compared to me on this, this tree that's enormous he was 30 feet up on the tree and it's a big round tree. I mean, you have to have some skills to get up there. Yeah. So, yeah. it was kind of crazy, <laughs> but.
1: And for the listeners, was... I will I will post a link to the video that Claudia is t- talking about because you guys should really check it out. I, I mean, even the the breakdown of it. I, I think there was another, um, I can't remember the YouTuber's name, but he actually did a breakdown of it and and you well you sent it to me.
2: Bigfoot Tony, and then that, there you go. There you go. Squatch presents. Yes. Yeah.
1: There we go. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember the names but yeah for the listeners i'll I'll share a link in the in in the uh, podcast description so you guys can go check it out too because I really think that you should check this out if you haven't already um now Claudia I want to ask as well wh- why do you think it was rocking back like, why do you think they rock side to side because you're not the first person I've heard say that
2: i th- I think they're nervous maybe I mean they're probably like it's just and, I, and I'll have to tell you something else that happened to me that I saw it again another that same type of behavior again, because I had a, more encounters with him after this encounter. But And I think it's just kind of maybe just the way they are. I, I just – I don't know. But it just at first he was calm, scratching his face, and then as we were sitting there staring at him, and I would probably say maybe two minutes that we were just sitting there staring at him going, what are we looking at? I had no clue that there was two on the bottom. I had no, I I thought it was just one, at that point. And thank God maybe that I didn't know at that point, because I would probably would have panicked a little more, <laughs> as a mom, thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to take on. I mean, I won't be able to take on one, let alone three. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I I think it's just part of them. It's just part of their na- their nature, I guess. They're nervousness or anxiety maybe I, I have no idea
1: yeah and i guess it, it it really is conjecture at this point i mean they could be doing that as a you know maybe a battle you, you yeah. know much like a haka you know from the type of thing or you know how they you know, slap their shoulders and get ready to be, go to war oh. type thing maybe it's that their version of that maybe they're rocking side to side to kind of let you know i'm getting ready to roll here you know you better you be know what I,
2: I forgot to tell you guys something When he started looking at my kids, they do this thing where they whoop. They go whoop, like, you know, really loud. And I believe it's telling them, here I am, in my opinion. It's just my opinion, my experiences. Like, I'm not an expert, nothing like that. But what I did is, when he was staring at my kids, I whooped at him, saying, I'm right here. Don't look at my kids. Look at me. I was trying to tell it two things I know about your kind, and second of all, don't look at my kids. And I think that kind of upset him (laughs) because I did it twice. I think I should have never done that. I don't recommend you do that if you're face to face with one because I have no idea what that means. I'd say "eat me" for all I care, you know. I don't know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whooping at it with my kids, you know. And it was a part of me, as a am like, sorry, I'm I, sorry. I, <laughs> I love my children, but I was thinking they were like, "Mom, Mom, 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 I want to go home now," you know. And I'm like, "Girls, just calm down." let me i'm thinking in my head let me have just a moment <laughs> let me i've been looking for you for a long time you know i yeah. haven't seen you in like years you know what i mean but no i mean i wish i could have taken that day back i wish i would have never seen anything yeah. honestly well, well, let, so. before we
1: finally move on from this one i just want to ask one more final question about this encounter now you yeah. now you said that you heard a voice in your head say don't come any closer like was it your voice or was it something else
2: Oh, you know that's a good question. i I think it was my voice, but I just don't talk to myself that way. It was just odd to me. Don't yeah. get any closer.
0: Yeah, like and, I don't
2: tell that, especially when I'm in a trance, walking up to it because I couldn't. At first, I was in denial. I was thinking, no, no, you're just a stump. No, 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 you're. You know, you're. You're not real. Like this is not really happening right now with my kids when I'm not with like my researchers. You know, with big guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is not happening. And. and it was kind of a shock for me at first, and then I kind of snapped out of it quickly. Yeah. So,
1: Well, the only reason I ask is I, I spoke to somebody that didn't want to come on the podcast, and, you know, people tend to do that. They, they just want to tell, talk about it. But um, yeah. she had an experience where she heard voices in her head, but two different ones um, after she had her sighting, you know, basically saying, uh, uh, it was so long ago, I can't really remember what she told me, basically leave her alone. One sasquatch was kind of throwing rocks at her, and she heard a voice saying, "Get out of here!" And the other one said, "Leave her alone." And yeah, That's so it's not amazing. the first time I've heard people say that you know they they can hear th- these creatures speak to you without
2: them actually speaking. I, so. I guess there's like, my rabbit hole gets deeper, Sheldon. <laughs> oh,
1: but yeah. So let's move on. So your next encounter. Let's get into that one. I really want to hear this one.
2: Okay. Well little I wanted to tell you guys what happened was I heard Todd standing talking on Sasquatch Chronicles which is another podcast and one day I was alone and I was listening to the podcast and you because know, once you have the science especially with daughter you, it's constant in your head like I wish I could have changed this or like what would have happened if this if I would have done this you know there's so many things that you, you wonder about and what can I do to help like our people our humankind Looking at Dave Colitis missing 411, if you guys don't know what that is, it's people that have gone, like disappeared from the woods. That's very strange circumstances. It's not like hypothermia or eaten by an animal. They just disappear, and there's no trace. And sometimes you'll find the body in water or like up in a mountain that within like a day, it's just crazy stuff so and i'm not saying the sasquatch are murders i'm not saying that they're all bad i'm not saying anything like that because it could be anything i mean there's ufos i believe in my heart i'm i've never seen the sasquatch hurt anybody they haven't hurt me yet i've been in the land between the lakes i've seen dog man i've seen i've seen a lot of stuff and they haven't hurt me thank god yet and they could have taken my girls and i that day or one of them my little girl they could have picked her up and taken her and what happened was, in my head, I'm thinking, in my head, so if one ran next to my daughter, and I'm taking a picture of my daughter, I have no clue what's happening to my youngest daughter at that moment. If it picked her up and took her, and I saw that, and I called 911 and said, can you please help me if Bigfoot just took my daughter, right now I would be in prison for murder, or something like that, or, you know, something. Yeah. Um, Because they'll say she's crazy, there's no Bigfoot, like, what are you talking about, your, your daughter, what did you do to your daughter in the woods? And I, I fear that for other parents, but there's been parents that have had that situation. So not that they saw a Bigfoot taking, it, but their child just disappeared when it was right behind them within like 10 feet. So they're very fast. They're very stealthy. So I heard Todd standing talking about a lawsuit that he did in Canada. So I was like, it was like somebody like put a, a big like white light in my head and said, you have to do that for California was another voice. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I got a hold of Todd standing and him and I have been friends on Facebook for a while, like years, but I've never spoken to him ever. Now I want to say something to some of you because some of you are very judgmental of his work. Some of you aren't, some of you support him, but I have to tell you, when I talked to him, I told him my story and I said, look, Todd, I don't know what you did or how you filmed. I don't know. I don't want to know. I, I care about your sighting and stuff, but I'm really concerned about doing like a lawsuit and I need to know like can you help me like what paperwork did you use how many attorneys did you find did you go to like environmental attorneys to find an attorney how much was it and he had so I had so many questions that he said you know what Claudia I'll fly out to you for like seven days on my own dime and he left his family that his wife was pregnant with like high-risk pregnancy he came to my home big gentleman he was so nice it's so open and like, okay. so for three days straight, like literally we worked three days, like for morning, all night, morning, all night, morning, all night. And I got some paperwork. It's called the writ of mandate, which is, oh, and by the way, it's kind of funny. I went to court and I, before he landed on the airplane, I went to court and I went to get the paperwork to get ready to file. It was like the lawsuit. So I go, hi, i like to sue the government. So I need the paperwork for that because we saw a Sasquatch and I want to, I want to like file a report. I want to, I want to like, I want to take this to the government. And they were like, we don't know what form to give you. Like they had no clue. Cause it's never been done before. You guys, nobody's ever done that. And it was funny when I got there. Cause they're like, Martha is it form four, four, three or eight, seven, six, which, which form should we give her? And I'm like, just give me all of them <laughs> because we did have an attorney that helped us fill out all the paperwork. She was there with us day and night, day and night day and night for three days in, in a row and then we also I also took it to the, the area where my daughters and I had the sighting and we went around the woods and he I took him so he could see everything and then we went to court and we filed it and when they they pushed the stamp of giving us a court date and everything it was the best feeling just feeling like we have to do something and I, I have DNA I have uh, Bob Gimlin who will testify my, on my behalf to see film Patterson yeah. um, here in California I have uh Josh Gates uh expedition bigfoot if you guys ever heard of him i think no not expedition bigfoot uh on the show i don't i forget the name of the show but you guys probably know who he is but yeah um yeah, the name is escaping me at the to... moment but
1: i know who i know what you're talking about
2: i know yeah so in uh so i've had also uh, people like uh work a uh, uh, fishing game that w- they were come and testify saying that they are sasquatch they've seen them And I've had people like with writing contracts and signing them saying they'll go to court and be like a witness. So what happened was Todd told me really quickly, he, he called me one day, he went back home and uh, he called me and I was in my car. I remember like driving home from work and he called me and he said, I have some great news. I found an attorney who will take us on pro bono. And I start crying and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm so blessed. I'm so happy. And he said, his name is Bobby Garcia. He's in the state of Texas. But he will fly down and like represent you and take this decor for the state of California and I was so touched, and I'm like, "When can I talk to him?" And he's like, "Well, I'm going to send them all the information that I have, all the paperwork that we you know that we 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 filed and I thanked Todd again for all of his hard work reading and then like the media got involved, and then the media heard about my story, and then I was on like the view, and they were like she's she seems passionate, but we don't believe it. There's no such thing as Sasquatch." You know there was just like so much news media people wanting to do interviews and it was crazy crazy so um it got to a point where i stopped it because i couldn't it was too much and I, I wanted to focus on the court case but uh and I, I don't want that kind of attention i didn't want the media to get involved at all i just kind of wanted to do my court thing but uh it was it was uh really hard and then i started getting followed at home by government license plates like once t- i live on a very quiet street and i start driving my car got out of the driveway start driving it and this truck white truck and i have it on my facebook he goes right behind me and there's no cars in the woods like there's not like traffic or anything he's literally a foot from my bumper so i'm like this guy is gonna like he's gonna throw me off like because i was gonna go down the mountain to go into the city to pick up my kids i'm like thinking if i don't do something now he, i'm gonna get pushed off this mountain like, my car's flying down the mountain. So I went into, like, the city of where where I live. There's more cars and stuff. And at that point, I made a very quick move, but not dangerous move. I just kind of went into the post office and then made a circle. And then I followed him. So then I got on his, like, bumper and then started videotaping his license plate. As soon as he saw my cell phone, he took off, like, 90 miles an hour, which is stupid because, you know, it's dangerous. You You, you can hurt someone. So then I had someone come and knock on my – I have the ring doorbell, and it's a security camera. Um, one guy was, like, gruffy looking with, like, a plaid shirt and, like, a like a hat, like a red hat. Another guy was, like, wearing, like, black sunglasses. He was wearing, like, a black jacket, very professional looking, and he kept ringing my doorbell, doorbell, doorbell. And I felt like they were from the government. I don't know if they were men in black or what they were, but they are real. They do follow you. And then the last thing that happened was um, I was coming home and it was there was snow on the ground. So I was coming home and this car as soon as it saw me coming he was on we were staring at each other. Well, he went and he blocked my driveway and he stops his car. So we're looking at each other from like feet away from window to window and he stops and stares at me and gives me a very very dirty look. So at that point I I I start going forward so i didn't want to go into my house because i didn't know if he was going to go into my house with me so so he started to flee but then his tires and his back tires they got stuck on the snow so they started like spinning <laughs> it was so then i grabbed my cell phone and looked at the the license plate and sure enough it was government license plate and this was like a normal it wasn't a truck it was like a normal like like a i don't know i don't even know it was like an acura integra like a normal just a little car hmm very strange
1: did the gentleman so, that that came to your door um like the one in the plaid shirt and the one in the black jacket did did they say anything to you or did you answer the, the door or... i
2: wasn't home but i saw them on my camera
1: oh okay and how, how long they did they stick around
2: yeah so i did i because i knew in my heart like i didn't i should have but i was too scared to i didn't know what they were going to say to me like i didn't want to have a death threat and have that over my head with my kids you know if I hear it, I don't want to stop the court, fees. yeah, so I just I didn't answer it, but I was staring at them through my cell phone because as soon as you push that button, your cell phone notifies you that you have a guest, and then you could look on your cell phone to see who it is, and he kept pushing the button, pushing the button, and then the guy that was with him was didn't go because we have some steps that he had to get to my front door, but he wasn't with him on the steps, he was standing with his hands like folded on his chest, and he was standing by the car which is really scary so at that point i was like oh i'm scared so i got more security cameras and then what happened was um we sent the paperwork to the attorney well the attorney called todd and said todd you got to stop the court case and then he's like "Well, why haven't you talked to claudia like why haven't you spoken to her she's wanting to talk to you he's like well if i do talk to her i'm kind of officially obligated to help her and i don't want to Unless I know that I can win this case, I don't take cases. I don't think I can win. I have 250 employees that work for me, and he's like, I know I can win it, but you have to wait a little bit. We need evidence, and I don't understand like what what more evidence do you need? We have it on video, we have their footprints, we have a specialist, we have Dr. Meldrum going to go to court about the footprint, and uh, and he's Dr. Meldrum is, is like a foot specialist who believes in Sasquatch. Oh yeah, yeah. so um. I think everybody said, in,
1: in the in the Bigfoot community kind of knows yeah, who. Know. Yeah. He's know a who nice guy.
2: Yeah. yeah. So so you're so, you're currently
1: your your lawsuit is kind of on hold for now. Has yeah. has the harassment stopped since then? Like there's no more. Yes. Money.
2: Okay. I had to stop it with pending, like on hold, and it stopped. And I haven't been followed ever since then. You know, nothing like it was before. It was pretty intense. And very, this was like two months, within two months, I was followed three times. Yeah,
1: that, that's very so. weird. I, I, I mean, you're not the first, per, it's not the first time I've heard, I've heard this and, and you know, the government kind of poking their nose. I, I had a gentleman I spoke to not that long ago who um, also had a kind of a run in with, with government officials. And he, 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 I just don't understand why, why Why they're so invested in, you know, proving that the existence of Bigfoot and Sasquatch and, 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 all these other cryptids, why they're so invested in proving they're not real? I mean, what's the deal? I, but, I mean, it's anybody's Well, guess, not the right?
2: government. But, the government came out now and said that there's unidentified uh, whatever aircraft or whatever. So I think they're slowly starting to, like, tell people. I think that most of the United States is staying in sound. Well, they'll understand and they'll accept the fact if the government comes out and says, look, there are Sasquatch. We believe there's some Sasquatch out there. You know, I think that we're saying and sound that we can deal with it most country. You know, it's just, but money, it's like the lumber industry, the camping industry, the fishing industry. There's so much involved in it, I believe. Because these animals, I mean, they're not even animals. I believe they're, I don't even know what to call them right now because it's so surreal for me right now. But I believe that they're very, very intelligent. I've seen it for myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know?
1: Yeah, me too. So. Nice. Yeah, I used to be on the the side of the fence where I thought they were just animals running around the forest, and yeah, since me too. I've, since I've started the podcast, though, I, I've my whole belief system has completely gone the other way, and I, I really believe that they're they're another um, tribe of people that have just decided they want nothing further to do with humans as long as be, be, they see our behavior and they want nothing to do with it. Which I don't blame them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't really blame <laughs> them either. So that's what I kind of think they are, but you know that that's yeah. neither here nor there. Um. So how is the lawsuit going to happen? Then are, are you going to pick it up soon or or?
2: Yeah, when I get my my um my retirement, I'm going to hire an attorney, and then continue the lawsuit. It's definitely very important to me. Another thing that I want to tell you guys is that I'm starting a national PTSD group throughout the United States. It's going to be free to the public. So there's going to be like some cities in your state where you can go and talk about your encounter without feeling the ridicule, without people putting their pinning in it, like sometimes the Bigfoot community does. It can be ugly, oh, and yeah. I'm not afraid of saying that. You know, And it's like an AA meeting, and if you guys haven't gone to an AA meeting, you go there, you don't have to share your name, you just tell it what happened to you, and there's support systems there. They won't say, that didn't happen. I don't believe that. You know what I mean? It, that There's going to be rules, and there's going to be... Um, when you first go... I've I've put a lot of time into legally trying to get it going it's it's taking a lot of work but um that's going to be coming soon to your hometown and it's going to be free to the public so people that are dealing with PTSD, because it's real it's it's so real and i want them to have a safe place to go to yeah. talk about it that's a great idea know? what
1: a wonderful idea like i, I let me oh, give you an you. example and i'm really trying not to make this interview about me but i, I think we're we're connecting on a different level here and i got to share an yeah. encounter with you of course, I I spoke to a gentleman early, early on when I started the podcast, and and he kept it in for three decades plus, plus. and oh. it really, really affected him in 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 not the best of ways. Like it, it really traumatized him, and he hung on to that trauma because he he had the you know the ridicule and, and you know the judgment, and, yeah. and you know he comes from a you know a, a farmer's background, and, and you know you don't talk about your feelings and that sort of thing. And he held on to it for a long time, and uh, it, it really, really took its toll on him. So that's a wonderful idea. I mean, not everybody think, can can deal with encounters with these creatures the way some people can, and the, yeah. the people that can't, they do need a place to outreach where they're not going to be humiliated and they're not going to be made Absolutely. fun of. So that's a great idea, beautiful idea. That, and, you're gonna to have to keep me on uh, up to date on how that's going, because yeah, definitely... I'm gonna
2: actually ask for your help um, when it comes up. If you could advertise it on your podcast for me, and have them reach out to me. There's gonna be a number, like a one eight hundred number, you can call, Absolutely. so you can find out. Like, and you'll you'll get a con. I'm gonna pick one person from each state. I already have some people from, like one person from each state, depending on how big the state is. Texas is very big, so it's gonna be more than one leader. And then their job is to pick places in their city like East Texas where there's a lot of sightings to go to a church and open up a room maybe every other month for people to go for like three hours and talk about their story you know it's going to take time for people to come and because they're going to be scared it's going to be a process but I promise you in the long run people are going to be helped and that's my major number one if I don't win the court case at least that will that will be something set you know what I mean that I could feel if I die tomorrow I could think you know what? At least I got this going. So <laughs> some people have a place to go. It's a safe haven place. And I don't want people doing drugs and drinking. They're 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 yeah. because that's also that take you wrong the wrong path as well. And I get we all need something to like get our thoughts away. I, I get that, but it's there's other ways to be more healthy to do it. And you're also gonna establish great relationships when you go there and meet other people that have had the same encounters that you have had. And some people have had great encounters, you know, so it's not all bad. Yeah. So.
1: And I've heard those too. Uh, I've actually had a few that have, people I have talked to that you know, after they've had their encounter with 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 Sasquatch, it's actually changed their life for the better.
2: It, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah,
1: so it's not it, it, it can go either way depending on the person's ability to handle, you know, what you're what they look at, right? So it just all depends on the person.
2: I, if I could just say something really quick the this is what kind of made me start the PTSD groups because I heard this poor man on like a podcast and my heart broke so bad that he was out in the river in Ohio with his cousin during the day like in the afternoon, they were on a lake and there's like a little land on the lake. Well, rocks started getting thrown at this these two guys on on a little bit, rowboat thing. So one of the cousins has a temper and he's like, you know, who's throwing these rocks at me? Oh, it's like you know, this, there's a man over there. He thought it was a man so he's told his other cousin let's go on the land just let's show him like how it feels to have rocks being thrown at you while we're fishing so he gets on the on the shore and he i guess picks up rocks and throws it at him and then this creature comes out of the tree and just charges him picks him up and throws him and like throws him into the water and he hits like part of the boat and the water so he's got fractured ribs and then a punctured lung Ooh. so the poor cousin that he's like completely just in shock of what he's seeing, the other cousin, so he runs into the lake after he's to shock, and he said that he went to get his cousin out of water because he was drowning, he was unconscious, <clears throat> and he got his uh he got his uh cousin on the boat unconscious, and he was spitting the blood, and he said he was terrified, and he got on the boat on his little rowboat, and he he pushed it off the island, this thing was screaming at him, you know, and he said it, it this thing is not from God, he kept saying this thing is not from God. And he said this thing was so so fast, it just came out of the, the woodworks just quickly. And he, they called nine one one, and of course they got ridiculed from the paramedics. The, the police were at the the boat ramp already. No ambulance. He had to take him on his own truck to the hospital. And then he got ridiculed at the hospital, saying what really what really happened? Did you, go, did you both get in a fight? Like there's no monsters out there. And he just kept saying a monster attacked us because he had no idea what a Sasquatch was. So I believe. The reason why I'm doing this lawsuit, oh, by the way, I'm not suing for a cent. I don't want a cent from the government. And obviously, I'm not doing it for, to be famous because you look like a nut to 90% of the public. So, why am I doing this? Because a man like him, if you need the warning signs, that means get away, you're getting too close. If rocks are being thrown at you, start walking away. It's your best bet, in my opinion. So,
0: yeah. You're if not gonna,
2: if you're... if the public knew there's warning signs they give you like woodlocks means you know you might have some in the area you gotta watch your kid or you know what I mean it's just I yeah. don't know, it's, yeah. just, it's so much <laughs>
1: no yeah, yeah you're not gonna win a fist fight with a sasquatch on any of the any day no. Of the week. no you... yeah.
2: and I wouldn't want that, but I don't mean to make them sound like they're all horrible and bad because they're not in my opinion just...
1: no no, so... I mean you do, but they're much much like us in terms of people like. There's you do that, get the yeah. good ones and then the, the odd time you do get the the, the a-hole to put it plainly and, and yeah he's, he's just interested in, in causing you harm and he he just wants to mess with you and and, and it just happens yeah and it sounds like that's who they who these two boys from ohio that's probably what they ran into is just caught him on yeah. a bad day
2: and i guess the other cousin doesn't even talk to the other cousin now he's like oh, no. i don't know what they did to him or the police went in there like interrogated him and he, ever since then, he hasn't been the right. He hasn't been right in the head. That's why these PTSDs are so important. These groups for people that have PTSD. Yeah. So that really broke my heart hearing him.
1: That's a really beautiful so, concept. I really do applaud you. So thank you, and, and I'll well, definitely thanks. do my part to help you out. Hopefully, we can expand it into Canada yeah. too, because. Uh,
2: I know I'm, I'm talking to Todd standing about that. That'd be great. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Well, I want to ask you, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't. Now, you've had an encounter with a dogman. I would love yeah. to hear about this.
2: Okay. So, here I'm living in my home still, um, and we had a shed. Okay, so we had a shed in the back of the – it's all woods. We have, like uh, – I had a neighbor, and he died mysteriously. And then on my left-hand side, it was an older couple, but they were never outside. And they had these, like, spotlights, so, like, sensor lights into the woods instead of the front of the house if somebody would come or by their they had it back of the woods i thought that was so weird so one day my daughter and i are watching youtube my oldest daughter is with her dad and so it's just my youngest daughter at this point she's now 13. this is a couple years that have gone by so you know um i've been doing interviews doing a lawsuit just been busy 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 working uh, being a single mom so one day I went upstairs with my daughter and we were watching YouTube videos, like funny videos. and so we were laughing and giggling and it was a summertime. So I had the windows open and we were upstairs and all of a sudden, like at midnight, we hear the biggest slap in the house. <laughs> and it was to the point if you guys who those who've had house slapped, you know that all your walls like literally, it's like an earthquake. We thought it was an earthquake at first. And we, my daughter looked at me and she said, this is your fault. <laughs> That was her first reaction, her exact words. This is your fault, mom. And I ran to the window and I said, no. And I don't know why I said no. It's just my reaction. Like, I was trying to tell it, don't do that. You scared my kid again. So, So I ran downstairs. And at this point, this is three or four years that now have passed since we've had the encounter. I have a boyfriend. His name is Ed Brown. He's a podcast, too. He has his own podcast. And um he was visiting me that day and I told him I said did you hear that he goes I did so I told my youngest daughter stay here in the living room lock the doors and I'll knock three times when I tell you to open the door she's like okay but don't leave me here I said no I'm just going around the house to see what that noise was so sure enough we get a flashlight we start looking around and sure enough Sheldon we see a handprint with mud and I took pictures it's on my Facebook uh, page of a hand that hit the side of the house with like hair you can see the hair of the arm everything perfect handprint not too big though it was like a juvenile another juvenile so at that point we're like looking at with a flashlight and my neighbor comes out and she said oh she goes and she goes you know something's back here because my spotlights on and, and she goes it takes a very big something for that spotlight to turn on and she goes you better be careful here. And I go, why do you say that? What have you seen back here? I'm trying to get information out of her without saying Sasquatch. Yeah. And she says to me, I don't like dogs. And she goes in the house. And I'm like, but she, I mean, she said goodnight and stuff. Just be careful. And I'm like, dogs? Like, what? And I'm thinking, like, real dogs. Like, she doesn't like dogs. and I love dogs. So <laughs> it didn't dawn on me of what she was talking about. So a couple of nights go by. So I told my boyfriend, I said, my my daughters are now with their, their dad. Thank God. But I I got the ring doorbell, which is a security camera and I, you could kind of move it wherever you want around the house. So I moved it to the back of the woods where you could see my back porch. You could see my back shed and the woods. So sure enough that night, I just started getting the sensors, like something's back there, something's back there. So on the side of my, my, uh, my shed. I see this enormous creature. My shed is 12 feet high, and he was like right up, right at like a little bit, maybe a foot. So he was about 11 feet tall. He was massive, massive built in the chest, bigger than like a football player, bigger. But I was looking at him, and it was so strange. He had a snout, like, and he had like ears, like like a dog, like like a German Shepherd ears. And I I looked, and I'm like, why is this? What is this thing? Like and i knew about dogman but it didn't register to me like you're looking at a dogman and then all of a sudden as i'm looking in the camera and i'm enlarging it well the camera turns blue when you when you light it up and you're on it your the ring doorbell it turns blue on the actual outside so it turned blue and then all of a sudden he lifts his hand with five fingers and he gives me the demonic set, the devil sign he holds his two his like you know the devil sign the two fingers that you hold up and I go, is that what I'm th- – am I seeing this right? And I showed my boyfriend. I'm like, is this right? So at that point, like, I'm like, this is crazy. So I called some big researchers. Like, I called – the next day I called some, some researchers that are UFO researchers. I couldn't find anybody that would come out because I thought, this is a dog, man. This is what I'm seeing. But the Sheldon, the, the their toes are like I, – I sent you pictures of their feet, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, you did. So – We went out that night and I told them they're out here every single night and there's the Sasquatch are in front of the house and the other ones are in the back of the house. So the dog men are in the back of the house and the sauce, they were never together in a group ever. I never saw them together. So I looked at the the camera again and we were all in the house, the researchers and I, my, my boyfriend, I said, they're out here now. We got to go outside. And by the way, behind my house, there's 12 structures. And what we call structures is when, like, limbs have been torn off, not sawed off by humans, and they make, like, teepee structures, all kinds of structures. Yeah. Um, It's very interesting. And uh, I would have, like, little ornaments, like little bears and stuff on my, my back porch. Well, they would come missing. And I'm like, where did my bear go? Like, well, maybe an animal took it, I guess. Well, when we went back there, all the structures, I found my ornaments in their structures, which terrified me. So they've been stealing my stuff, which is kind of funny in, in a way, because they, they are humorous. They, they The Sasquatch are funny, they they do have humor. But I don't know who took them, I never saw it, because I just put the ring doorbell out there. So sure enough, we go out there with the ring doorbell, and I go and I confront one, a dog man, and it looked at me, and I looked at it, and it had like, it looked like a dog in the face, it had shoulders, their knees are bent backwards, like a dog, they mm-hmm. do walk upright, and they can go on all fours and they are not as friendly as a Sasquatch. So if you think the Sasquatch are scary, when you see a dog, man, it's like times 10 times a hundred because they show their teeth and it's like, are you smiling at me or are you like telling me to go, go away? Or are you going to eat me? You, you kind of wonder, you know? So I said to it in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you. Get away from my house. You're not welcome here. And at that point I took a picture of like, I, I start taking pictures of it with my camera. So at that point, I ran back into my house. And then it got really bad. Um, Thanksgiving Day of 2019, when I uh, my boyfriend went back home, my daughters went with their dad. It was his turn to have Thanksgiving with my my children. And I was alone for Thanksgiving. My mom's in a different state. Oh, no, she's not in a different, a different county. I'm sorry, different county. So at that point, um, I opened up. We had to have the curtains closed, and the the house we lived in had windows all over the place. Like, and they were like ten feet off the wall, like from the ground. So if I stand there, I can't look at through the window. You have to have like a ladder to look through the window. But at night, we could see them looking through the window, like all the time. It became very common. So I was, I didn't want my daughter seeing that. So I would put like anything I could find: curtains, blankets, trash bags over every single window. So on Thanksgiving Day, um, I woke up early this morning, I I make my beds, I'm very clean, and I start taking down the curtains and the the blankets. Well, the first one I take down, I see a creature on all fours, and he didn't look very happy. He was on my, my neighbor's balcony, and he was on all fours next to her barbecue. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was like one on all fours. Like he was just sitting there, and it was snowing very hard. It was very cold. So I go to the the kitchen window. I open up that one. I see more creatures out there. Then I go to the living room. Oh, and and they surrounded my house that day. But what happened was I made the mistake of leaving my house, even though they were still out there. So what I did is I, I called my best friend and I was kind of crying. I said, I'm kind of overwhelmed right now. They're surrounding the house. And she goes, what do you mean? I go, well, I opened up the curtains and they're like, there's one in every like, Square inch. There's there's like ten of them around my house, and she's like, "Well, are they the dog things?" So she called them the dog things. I said, "No, I said they're the Sasquatch." And she said, "Well, come over here." And I said, "Okay." So I grabbed my coat because it was snowing so so hard. And then what I did is before I walked through my front door, I knocked three times. Like one, two, three. I did it three times for for one reason, for the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, just in case to cover my tracks. So I go out there and I grab the shovel and I start walking and sure enough, this alpha male comes and he starts approaching me and I'm walking up the steps to my car. Cause you have to walk about 10 steps to get to my car. It's kind of like a 50 feet from my front door to my car. And there were some that were, there's three of them in front of my, my car. So I was thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to keep walking and pretend like I don't see him. So I kept walking with like my shovel. And then I started to shovel my car out the snow and I start, I turned on my car, just start like warming it up. And there was about two feet of snow. It was just packed with snow. So I get in my car and I thought I did a good job, like, you know, kind of making the the area clear for me to back up and to get on the road and to go to get out of there. But every time I would push reverse, my car wouldn't budge. Like it was broken. It, It wasn't working. So I finally, I got out of the car again and shoveled it and I could see all three of them standing there staring at me as I'm getting in my car. So at that point, I just gave up and I threw my shovel. I remember throwing the shovel to say, I give up. So at that point, I walked back to my house and um, there's more stuff that happened, but I can't really talk about it right now until the court case is over. And then I'll be happy to come back and tell you guys more intently of what happened. Um, the the alpha male looked at me and he gave me these weird eyes that I can't, I can't even describe and then all of a sudden I took my next breath and I couldn't breathe so what happened was when I got in the house I started vomiting massive amount of blood like for so prior to this I called 911 like twice only twice well three times with um three times with when I called about making the encounter but the I called the 911 operator on Thanksgiving, and I said, can someone please help me? Like, I can't breathe. And she says to me, you call 911 too much. I go, excuse me? She goes, you call 911 too much. What do you need help with now? I said, I'm vomiting blood. I need help. And she goes, I'm sorry. The weather's too hard, and we can't get to you. You're going to have to find your own ride to the hospital. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh. So she hung up on me. And I have to get that copy of that because I'm taking that to court just to show, like, how hard it is. When you have a lawsuit with the government, mm. so basically, um, the reason why she said that was because prior to this, there was creatures trying to get into my window. I have a picture. I don't know, Sheldon, if you saw him trying to get into my window with the the ring doorbell. So you could see him kind of like at my porch trying to get in through the window. Yeah, and I'm, I I'm looking at your
1: the photos that you'd sent me now.
2: Yeah, there's one there. And that's you could see if you enlarge, you could see his hair and everything.
1: Oh yeah, and that's yeah,
2: yeah, nine yeah. feet. He was standing like nine feet from that, from where he's standing there to that window. So it was, it was scary. So I called 9 So that's why she said that I was calling 911 too much. So four days go by and um, they turned off my electricity and I had no heat, like no, no stove to bring up. I was freezing, throwing up blood, throwing up, throwing up blood. And finally my cell phone had like 2%. So I called my brother and I just said, Ricky, like I'm dying. I'm sorry, like, you gotta take care of my girls and tell them I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. And he's like, no, 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 no. Hold on, just hold on a second. So he hung up with me. And the next thing I know, there was like a snow plower coming with the fire department, the paramedics. And the first thing the paramedics say to me is, like, they saw all the blood all over the house. They're like, why did you wait so long? How long have you been like this? I'm like, four days. <laughs> and I did call 911, but she said, I called too much. And he got really upset. And he, he said, no, no, I gotta tell my husband, or I gotta tell my captain. So, that's what happened. I got, and then I was in the ICU for about a week. So, because yeah. I got the infrasound. And so, when people talk about infrasound, is we believe that they can make you sick and make you kind of, um, yeah, very sick. Yeah, there's actually yeah,
1: there's actually yeah. legends um, that the First Nations people tell, uh, at least in British Columbia, and I can't speak for other any other areas of North America. But there's there's legends that you know the native People say that you're not supposed to look them in the eyes, otherwise they will take that as a sign of aggression, I guess. And, and they oh. will, and they will actually, you know, input that that infrasound that you speak of, to, to in an effort to dissuade you from doing it again. So, well,
2: like, you know, when I was shoveling my car, I would look at him, and he was laughing. The alpha male, he was literally laughing like you and I laugh laughing like giggling but i was looking at him we were looking at each other as i was shoveling and i'm thinking in my head like but i believe that i know i i believe that too but it's just it's very weird but at the very end when i threw the shovel maybe he thought i was being aggressive maybe then
0: yeah
2: i was just tired of shoveling and not being able to like move my car an inch to leave yeah but i feel like they did that (laughs) they did something on purpose for me not to leave that day if well, they surrounded the house that morning.
1: Let me throw a theory at you. And you can just tell me what you think about it. Because after listening to your, you know, for the listeners, we spoke on the phone last night before we, we actually started recording. Uh, but let me throw yeah. this theory at you. Do you think, because you've never seen the two groups, like the dog men and the Sasquatch interact with each other. Do you think it's possible that maybe the Sasquatch were there to protect you from, from the dog men?
2: I, I yeah, I mean, there's they could have taken me that day, and I would have been missing in action. I mean, I was out there with them. I I got I was dumb enough to leave my house that day, even though they can't break in. They could have broken in, and they could have taken me that day. They had plenty of opportunity, but they didn't. You know, I think they were just more curious and maybe protecting me of the dog van
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely possible. Yeah, and, and this was in Tennessee, right? This wasn't in California.
2: No, this is California. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, this is California. And that's what made me move right now to Tennessee just because moving and I left all my furniture behind. All I took was my daughter's like baby pictures, like the, you know, the things that are personal, my kitchen stuff, like my pans and pots. But I left all my furniture, the TVs, like we were like in a hurry to leave because it was so bad. It was so bad. I was so sick. I thought I was going to die. It was bad. Well, I'm glad you're feeling
1: better though. I mean,
2: I am. Thank you.
1: Let me ask you so. something. Like uh, Just a few more questions before I, I let you yeah, go. Yeah, of course. Uh, I, I'm kind of working on this other theory that, because after speaking with a lot of people who've had multiple encounters in their lifetime, I'm kind of running by the theory on other people is, do you think that they imprint themselves on you to the point that, you know, they kind of yeah. put out a signal now that you you've seen one? You put out a signal to the rest of them that say, okay, you know what? You can you can show yourself to her or him and yes. you'll be fine.
2: Yes, I, I believe. We call it tagging in the Bigfoot world. I don't know if you've heard that term or not tagging, before, but yeah. tagging. You've been tagged. And in my opinion, I believe that they know about me. They know that I know about them. They know that I know, we know about each other. I think they have some kind of, I told him that day I was shoveling snow. I know about your many abilities. And one of them that was in front of my car was, oh, oh, like it was so weird. It was just like, it was like a, like a nightmare, but a dream, but real. And I was like, are you understanding English? Can you understand English? You know, it was just, oh, it was just so weird. I just, I don't, they're very intelligent. They're just so intelligent. Yeah. So uh, I believe that they can tag you and wherever you go, they're around, they're going to come visit you. So you can't run because I'm two thousand miles away and I've had encounters here in Tennessee, and I can't even talk about that. <laughs> it's too hard right now. It's yeah. So hard. Well, I'm like, not gonna, and think, yeah, and I'm not so. going to try
1: to push you on that you just, just whatever you're comfortable with. Um,
2: yeah, after the court case, I can talk to you guys more about what happened on Thanksgiving Day. No, I'm gonna, more
0: uh, we call it
2: woo. There's like there's flesh and blood people, which people think they're just animals and they're just like apes and they're out in the woods, which was that was me at one point of my. Doing this, but then I saw things in my own like experience, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, no, 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 no!" And when you you read deeper into it, like the rabbit hole gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and I don't want to even look in the rabbit hole anymore because I don't want to know. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Yeah,
1: actually, I do know what you mean.
2: (laughs) Oh, that's crazy.
1: I have to I have to limit how much Sasquatch stuff I intake. Yeah, because I'm doing the <laughs> podcast and plus I have I'm, I'm generally curious about them as well so I'm always looking up new stuff and so I have to limit how much I actually intake so I don't yeah become too overwhelmed with it but yeah I, I know what you're talking about
2: and I'm I'm the dumbest person to ever take advice from because what they tell me like they've told people have told me like don't look at them in the eyes don't show their teeth and here I'm like looking one straight in the eyes whooping at it you know talking to my daughters and you know, trying to be tough, you know, and I am a tough woman. Like I, I'm not, you know, ghetto fabulous or anything like that, but I am tough. Like I can take haters and I could take people that don't believe me or think I'm crazy. It doesn't offend me because I know what I've seen. So it, it's very real to me. It's real to my daughters. It's real to the seven witnesses in, in the Washington state. I met the family that takes care of the Skinwalker Ranch, spoke with them for a while, hmm. so I know their stuff is real, and they're a couple that are, are, they're on TV, they're a great couple, they're not crazy, they're educated, you know, they have a degree, I work with cancer patients for almost 20 years, so it's like, it's just a little bit hard, so I, you become hard learning the Sasquatch, you become a little bit hard, And so for those of you who are worried about what people saying, please don't worry, because there's some of us here that will believe you. And we'll never judge you for your experiences. So if you ever need someone to talk to, you could always call me. (laughs) So
1: very well said. Very well said. Yeah. Well, Claudia, let me ask you one more question before we wrap this one up here. And I think I've already kind of figured out the answer. But I, I generally ask my guests, you know, how has Bigfoot changed you? And it's pretty obvious, I think. But if you had to sum it up, how would you say? How would you say Bigfoot has changed
2: your life? Um, I honestly love them. I know it sounds hard to understand it I feel connected to them in many ways they've improved my life because I was in a very unhealthy abusive marriage for like 17 years like I said and they made me feel like it was weird because that day in Washington when we were flying back home I went to the woods by myself and I said please like give me strength to leave this man that I know doesn't love me anymore like I'm I'm wasting my years being with him the only reason why I was with them is because my children didn't want to separate our family. But like you say, it's better to live away from a, uh, a broken home than to live in one. <laughs> you know. So he's a fireman, and he was very abusive. And it made me very they've made me very strong. And when we got back home, I was able to be strong enough to say, okay, you know what, enough's enough. I'm going to do my passion. It's okay for me to be happy too. So they've given me so many beautiful things in my life that I'm so grateful to them for. And maybe they did protect me. I never thought of them, that you brought something very important. Maybe the dogmen were going to hurt me that day. I would have been missing. And they were there to protect me because why else would they have guarded the entire house? Yeah. You know? So
1: There's always two sides to every story, even even if it doesn't seem that way.
2: Absolutely. And they, they could have taken me that day, the sauce, but they didn't. They were just, you know, they were out there.
1: Yeah. And I mean, if they really wanted to, if Sasquatch really wanted to hurt people, they, they, they would. And, and there yeah. probably are a lot of cases where they do. But for the most part, it's generally it's very few and far between. So, you know, I
2: think I think they 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 expect respect. And I when I say respect is when I'm out there in the woods walking around, especially in the area where I used to live. What I realized is that when I have that sense of, okay, you've come into our home, you've looked around our home. Now it's time for you to go home. And And then like rocks start getting thrown at me then I know it's my time to go home. So I said, okay, thank you for having me here. Like, I'm going home. Hmm. And it's my way of saying, okay, I respect you. Like, let's respect each other. We play that game, you know. So yeah. my dog would bark at them a lot. Like, when I was sitting on my back porch, my dog would go see one. Because I, I would catch them belly crawling. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. they go on their belly, and they crawl. And we had, like, a little mountain. And I, could, I saw two of them, and my boyfriend was there. And I'm like, oh, my, they're belly crawling right now. They're on their bellies. And he's like, no, they're not. I'm like, no, they are. You should go check check it out. And he's like, no, they're not. They're not there. And I'm like, no, I look at the dog, because the dog would always tell me. So, and I told my dog, like, no, no, we don't bark at them. They don't like, you know, dogs being barked. <laughs> they don't like to be barked at. So we respect them, and they respect us, and that's how we play. So I kind of said that out loud to let them know, like, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> don't yeah. hurt us, you know. So I hope that makes sense.
1: Absolutely no, I understand. And it's funny you bring up uh, belly crawling because remember earlier in the in the podcast I was talking about that gentleman that kept it in for thirty years. Well, that's where I've heard that as well. That the one that he saw was crawling on his belly. He was moving like a like a yeah. like a it, soldier. It's belly.
2: Yeah, and there was two of them. There was two of them. And as soon as I looked over, they dunked their heads really quick. And then him and I were fighting over who was going to go and check it out. And then <laughs> I finally said, "I'll just go check it out." So, you know. Oh boy. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty crazy.
1: Well, we're gonna to have to keep but in I, touch, Claudia, because I really want to get—I I really definitely. want to know how the court case turns out when it when it does resume. And you know, I, I really want to keep in touch with you, and we can get you back on the show or or, or do something. We'll, okay. we'll stay in touch though.
2: Uh, definitely, and when the PTSD groups come, I'll definitely you know keep in touch with you and everything. And it's such an honor to be on your podcast. And thank you, everybody, for listening to my story. And it might sound crazy, but I promise you everything I said is honestly true, and I'll take a lot of tests test to prove it. So oh,
1: the pleasure really is all mine. I, I, I When I read you. your account, I, I just, I really, really wanted to have you on the show. So that's why I reached out, and I'm so glad that we, I did. I had a really great time talking to you tonight.
2: Me too. It was fun. Thank you so much, Sheldon. So well, God you. bless you and all of you guys listening out there.
1: And for the listeners, if you guys just want to hang around, we're going to close out the show. Stay there. and we're back everyone. We are back to pull the pin on this one, but before we do that, we got to give a huge thank you to Claudia for coming on and sharing her encounters and you know, as I'm sitting here and I'm kind of wondering how to wrap this one up. I don't even really know where to start with that because there was so much going on in in this lovely lady's life with with Sasquatch, you know, from you know, just from a simple walk down a trail that completely flipped her life around and you know, I'd love to know more. So after the court case is through, I, we're, I think we're going to have to have Claudia back on to talk about it. But, you know, in the meantime, like, you know, just from the simple act of her daughter filming this Sasquatch in a tree. And by the way, I'm going to leave a, a link in the podcast description for you guys to go check it out if you haven't seen it already. And uh, actually, there and there's another video I think you guys should check out. It, it's on YouTube. And like, if you just uh, YouTube or if you just search her name on YouTube, Claudia Ackley. Uh, a bunch of videos come up about her her encounters and and you know news reports and uh the drawings of Bigfoot by Michael Montoya and he actually breaks down you know the video and he he walks you through it and shows you outlines and and things like that so I'd definitely give that a look um what a fascinating case though like Claudia, thank you so much for sharing like I'm very very honored that you came on the show and talked about it so thank you so much and I do want to get you back on in a future a future episode to, to talk a little bit more because there's uh, for the listeners, there was a lot more that we didn't really get into, but um, I'd love to have you back on and then we can talk about some more other things because, wow, you know, you really have been tagged uh, as you put it by these creatures. So ooh, thank you so much for sharing. I, I sincerely appreciate it. um Let's see. We do have, there is no Saturday show this week. Uh, keep that in mind so we will be back next Tuesday and I have a little preview for you guys let's push this button we'll find out what that is on the next episode of the Nicola Valley
2: Bigfoot podcast and I heard a snort I mean just like something just majorly exhaled and I turned to my left and there was, there was a, a huge huge Bigfoot he was less than 20 feet away from me, and he was old. I mean, he was graying. I mean, you could see gray in his on his shoulders, in, in his the hair on his face. You know, was was graying.
1: So tune in for that one. That uh, was another fun one I did with Jim from South Carolina. So you'll have to check it out. There's a uh, I've heard a lot of Sasquatch stories, but and up, you know being up close and personal. But this one was really. Really unique. I haven't heard one of these ones before. So definitely come in. Check out next week's show. Uh, Let's see. Uh, If you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, I can be contacted at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A, nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. I'd love to get you guys on the show. So definitely write in. And now maybe we can work something out. Uh, So you know what? This one's going kind of long. So we're going to get out of here. So until next week, guys, there's a reminder. No Saturday show this week. Uh, So until next week, I'll talk to you later. Bye.